Good morning, podcast. I'm Chef Ben, and this is Food in Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today, we're talking about everything you ever wanted to know about polenta. Polenta is a dish made of ground corn cooked in water, milk, or stock. It can be served either firm and creamy, or for either breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It is a filling and delicious alternative to pasta, rice, or potatoes, and it is often served with braised meats, tomato sauces, seafood, and pretty much anything else you can imagine. So when we think of polenta, we automatically think of it being made of corn, but in reality, however, polenta existed in Italy long before corn was brought back from the New World in the 16th century. Prior to this, polenta was made with pretty much any grain the Italians could get their hands on. Grains like barley, wheat, farro, and even legumes like chickpeas. By the time corn was introduced, the Italians had been eating polenta in one form or another for thousands of years, and so using corn, once it was introduced to make polenta, would have been a no-brainer. Now, despite the fact that we think of polenta as an Italian dish, corn polenta was being eaten by the Aztecs and the Mayans for a long time before corn was ever introduced to Italy. So, shout out to the Aztecs and the Mayans. Polenta is essentially just a gruel made of boiled grains. This is peasant food if there's ever been one, and despite the fact that we now see polenta on the menus of very high-end restaurants, its humble origins are still evident. As part of the rations, Roman soldiers were given grains like barley, millet, and farro. They would toast these, grind them, and make polenta or porridge, which are pretty much the same thing, and they would either eat it fresh and creamy or let it cool and eat it as a cake. Not only was this a big part of the soldier's diet, it was a big part of most people's diets. So really, polenta is likely one of the oldest forms of food from our agrarian ancestors. As soon as they stopped wandering and started cultivating, they would have made what they were growing into gruel, porridge, or polenta. As new grains were introduced, they were prepared in the same simple way. Uh, And you can see this with rice as well. As soon as rice was introduced, the Italians started making gruel out of it, and that's where we get uh, risotto, sorry. Now that we know a bit about the backstory of polenta, let's look at how to make it and how to get the most out of it. Generally, when making polenta, either soft or firm, you start with a ratio of four parts liquid to one part cornmeal. There are are people out there that suggest a ratio of five parts liquid to one part cornmeal, as this may better hydrate the corn, but I've tried both ways and I find that the hydration depends more on the corn you use and the temperature at which you cook it. You can use any kind of cornmeal, but generally a coarser grind is recommended as this will give the polenta the most uh, corn flavor. There are many different views about at what point the cornmeal should be added to the liquid. Some say the liquid should be boiling when the cornmeal is added, and some say to bring the liquid to a boil with the cornmeal. I prefer to boil the liquid first. I just find it easier to manage. Um, And the important part when doing this is just to make sure you're whisking well out in the cornmeal so it doesn't clump up. That way you don't get like chunks of raw cornmeal in your, in your polenta. Uh, when making something like polenta, part of the process is trying to add, uh, subtly add as much flavor as you can. Otherwise, it just tastes mildly of corn. To that end, I prefer uh, to add stock or milk over just plain water. Match the stock with the polenta um, with what the polenta will be paired with. So if you're making a seafood dish, use fish stock. If you're making a chicken dish, use chicken stock. Get it? Now, milk is good when you want an extra richness or creaminess but make sure to use a full fat milk like homogenized milk as the heat will split two percent or skim also adding flavor uh, to the milk or stock with flavorings like bay leaves and herbs is always a really good idea generally polenta is made of four ingredients salt and pepper not included and we've already know about the cornmeal and the stock or milk but what are the other two parmesan and (laughs) cheese 
excuse me, Parmesan cheese and butter usually finish off a batch of polenta beautifully. The butter adds a subtle richness and Parmesan cheese makes everything better. Let's be honest. Now, the process of making polenta is not a complicated one, but it is a time consuming one and you will be exerting some energy. The thing about polenta is that you pretty much have to be stirring it constantly for about 20 to 30 minutes. It's hot, it's thick, and it takes a while, but it is completely worth it, especially if you only make it once in a while. To start, bring four cups of liquid, milk or stock to a boil. Now whisk in one cup of cornmeal. Bring back to the boil, reduce the heat to low, and strap in because you're gonna be stirring for a while. For the next 20 minutes or so, pretty much just stand there and stir. Eventually, you'll have to switch out the whisk for a wooden spoon because the mixture will get too thick. Once the polenta is the desired consistency, about the same as scrambled eggs, add one to two tablespoons of butter, a big handful of Parmesan cheese, and season with salt and pepper. At this point, you can serve this creamy polenta or cook it down a bit more and then pour it out into a dish and cool it. And when it comes to creamy polenta, you really just want to make sure that the cornmeal is all hydrated and cooked. That's all. For firm polenta, you want to make sure it's nice and thick before putting it in a dish and cooling it. The idea with firm polenta is that you cool it, slice it, and then you can sear it or bake it and it will hold its shape. So uh, you want it to be really firm when you're cooking it. This way it will be really firm when it is reheated. But don't worry too much about getting the exact consistency. As the polenta cools, about 10% more liquid will evaporate. And this means that you, uh, your cooled and reheated polenta will be about 10 times, 10% excuse me, firmer than it was when you were making it. I hope that makes sense. So if you've never made polenta or have never even had it, give it a shot. It's really cool and delicious and makes a great alternative to mashed potatoes, pasta, or rice. And again, it is not complicated. It just takes time. If you can make porridge, you can make polenta. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today we've been talking about everything you need to know about polenta. Uh, of course, you can follow me, and you should, on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly, and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks, where I do a free weekly cooking class every Monday at 6 p.m. Atlantic time. Um, you can like, subscribe, share, and rate this podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you did. And as always, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you making me part of your day. Thank you so much. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. See you then.